This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the 4,000 plus members of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And we have a goal, and that goal is to provide our listeners with some really good information on the current local market. What's happening in Michigan is probably different than what's happening right here in our home valley. So, um, you know, tune in every Saturday. We'll, We'll give you plenty of information, and it's all from local experts. Although once in a while, we'll do a road trip and we'll, we'll find out what's happening in Michigan or in Florida. But today, we have a local guest, and that is Maria Altamirano of Alumax Realty and Mortgage. Good morning. Good morning, Don. Thank you for having me. Sure. This should be good. It's going to be a little different today because you have a specialty that we're going to get into. Not right off, but we're going to get into it, and that's probate sales. And... Um, this is one of those shows where I'm going to have a lot of questions and everybody's going to say, oh, Don really knows the answer to that. I may not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> These might be some legitimate questions from, from my side because probate is somewhat of a specialty. Yes, it is. Yeah. And then also the fact that you, um, you and your husband own your own brokerage mm-hmm. and you also do mortgages, uh, th- th- this will be add to some good topics because a lot of people are concerned about interest rates right now Um, and we'll get into that all in all let me ask you um, Maria how long have you been in the business well I've been in this I hate to say how long experience I have but I've been it won't be longer than (laughs) me so you're okay I've been in this business since 2006 and you know I've been um pretty much involved. I started as a processor, loan processor. Um, then uh, I got my real estate license in 2007, and I've been in real estate since then, and I love it. It's one of my pa- passion, and I'm, you know, try to ha- just to see the faces of the buyers when you give them that key to open their own house is so rewarding. It's just, I don't have words to explain that feeling when you give that key that they're going to stay there for maybe 30, 60 years. Who knows? Yeah. And I'm going to tell a little story about giving keys to somebody and how special it is. And then maybe you can think of one to, to add in here. I remember giving keys to somebody one time and he grabbed the keys. He looked at me and he goes, wow, I am the first person in my whole family to ever own their own home. And he said, when I say family, he said, I mean cousins, aunts, uncles. Nobody has ever owned one, and I'm the first. He was so proud. Yes. Um, everybody, that's what they call it, a an American dream. Because back in the days, not many people can afford to buy homes. Now with all those programs that are out there, it's a lot of people they can afford now to buy a home and be owner of that key that they can open a whole a lot of uh, opportunities and for the future. 
Okay, and this is interesting that you were a mortgage processor in 2006. Just an off-the-wall question. How many, what percentage of those loans were adjustable rate mortgages at that time? Um, if I remember correctly, 80% they were adjusted mortgage. It was fixed for two years, and then it will go into, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. fixed. Yeah, 80%. 80%. Now, fast forward to the year 2022. What percentage would you say are adjustable rate? No, I'm going to turn that around, make this a positive answer. Yes. What percentage would you say are fixed rate mortgages? I would say around 85 to 90 percent are fixed rate. Only, you know, a few um, persons will get into the um, variable rate, and Mm -hmm. it's only in certain occasions, not always. Yeah. And adjustable rate mortgages are a good loan for certain people. Yes. So I I like your answer about 80, maybe even more percent are Mm -hmm. fixed because I think that fits uh, the profile. Yes. Not that many people uh, should fit into an adjustable rate mortgage. And, And here's the great thing is, you know, in the year 2040, what your payment's going to be. Yes, exactly. So who cares about inflation, right? <laughs> yeah. You got your housing costs all settled. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, as, as a real estate agent, mm-hmm. do your clients ask you a lot of questions about loans? And, um, and, you know, is it good to go with a fixed rate or an adjustable do they ask you those kind of things? Yes, they do. And since I have a knowledge, I I always refer to a lender, you know, because I don't have a license for it. But I kind of guide them, you know. It's uh, um, what's what's the best um, programs up there that they can fit into it. Um, but it's always good to refer them to a good lender that it can help them with all these wonderful programs that are out there to help them with their needs. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just want to get your opinion, and there's no right or wrong answer to this. It's strictly opinion. But with inflation looming, or I should say the fear of inflation, Mm -hmm. um, should people buy now? Can that help fight inflation? Yes. yeah, it's always good time to buy. It doesn't matter in what in what you know um, how do you call. It? Um, yeah, it, it's a good time to buy because you can fix your rate. You know what your housing cost is going to be. Yes, and you know what? Um, as I mentioned before, the before we see different changes, and sometimes we not we not ready for those changes it just we have to adjust this is the same as the the adjust the rates we have to adjust uh, prior to the pandemic now we have to adjust after the pandemic what's everybody say oh it's the new normal what's the new normal the new normal is now is it good to buy now of course it's good to buy now because there are so many programs out there um obviously we face lack of inventory but if you go, you work with a really 
um, how do you call them? The, the local lenders, yeah. Yeah, local lenders, they point you out, you know, um, help you get to that point where you want to be when you're buying your, pro- your house. I, ha- I had a funny one happen the other day about it, and this is why having a local lender is great. So I was saying, yeah, you can call this person and you can, uh, you know, talk and, and never even have to go in. You, you can upload forms and all that. And he goes, oh, man, now I'm starting to get stressed. I go, why? He said, I don't like uploading things. <laughs> he goes, can't I just go in there and give it to him? Yeah. I said, all right, you're just like me. Yes, you can. <laughs> uh, unless you were dealing with some online company that's back in uh, Timbuktu. Yeah, I make a comment on, on that, what you just mentioned. I was looking at... Uh, a paper that is this realtor on the phone talking to a, another realtor and the realtor is telling oh yeah just fax me the offer and the other realtor and the other side said well um i i don't i don't have a fax anymore so i can email it to you and she's just like no uh, she doesn't know <laughs> yeah so I, I remember one time, this is back in the 90s, when we used to always deliver uh, yes. deliver the offers. And one of the agents that worked for me, he faxed it to a local guy here. That local yeah. guy called me up and said, Don, you tell that guy to get his rear in the, in the car and get that form over here. I'm not taking no fax. Yes. <laughs> I worked through that too, um, even in 2006 when, and 2007 when I got my, my real estate license. We still delivering those contracts face to face. There were no emails back and forth. There were no um, communication only through phone and go to the office and present your offer and you're done pretty much. Yeah, yeah, boy, things have changed. Uh, and the amount of papers has changed, too. Oh, yeah. When I first started, it was a two-page contract and no disclosures. Wow. And now, I hate to tell you how many total. It's over 50. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. We do have to go to a, our first commercial break. But when we get back, I'm going to start asking you questions about probate and what that means in a real estate transaction. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we are talking here with Maria Altamirano, of Alumax Realty and Mortgage. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. All right. Uh, I will try any language. Uh, I one time had a Cambodian uh, client, and he would laugh at me because I kept trying to say the words in in Cambodian, and that was hard. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't think I even came close on one word, but he enjoyed it. Oh, nice. All right. So it's kind of interesting. You have a specialty of probate sales. What got you into that specialty? Um, I 
looking into what will be my specialty on this field. There's so many, and one of that I found very interested was the probate. Um, I got myself went to take uh, some courses in school, and I certified myself on being a probate, which you know. It's a process on the core that you can prevent it or it goes to the core system, mm. which you don't want that to happen to your property. So probate only happens if somebody passes away. Yes, but if it passes away without a will, if it has a will, it doesn't have to go to probate. So it's very important for people to know to prevent probate what is the prevention of probate? Have a living, uh, tr uh, living trust or a will that it will appoint in somebody who will take over after they're gone. So that way, when this happened, you know, it's very sad to see the families on top of having all this pain going through losing the loved one, going through a process through the court where they don't understand anything of what they're going through because they need money possible. They possible they need to sell this house as soon as possible that way they can pay for all these expenses. You don't know the situation. Once you know the situation, you can preventing probate, it can help you not take away that pain to losing that person, but I have less worry about what's gonna happen. Okay, I'm going to frame my question for you this way, and this will convince most people to get out there and get a will done if you don't have one. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the easiest, uh, most accommodating process, 1 being the most difficult, if you own a home, you pass away, and you have a will, where on there does that fall? 1 to 10, is it? Like to go into a probate or? No, no just having a will mm -hmm. versus not having a will. Because well, what I'm trying to do here is convince people, get out and get a will done. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate to have that percentage, but mm -hmm. uh, I will say 5% of the population don't have wills. They don't think of that, that is, I'm going to pass away tomorrow or 10, day, 10 years from now. Or they think, oh, I still have time. I can take care of that later on. But when we, we don't know when is our last day. So might as well get prepared now and be ready for the future because you don't know what's, when that day is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being prepared <laughs> sounds funny to be prepared to pass away. But um, if you really love your loved ones, it, do them a favor get prepared yes um you know i have heard people say oh i don't want to think about that i you know i i don't want to think about it well you probably should because it can be a mess it, it, if um you own property you pass away and there is no will that's when you have to go into probate yes so somebody has to make that decision as to who's in control who who is the beneficiary and probate is basically the judge being the decision maker yes and they're not even related nope <laughs> and they don't care honestly i mean they don't care who they just want this 
house to be sell and pay whoever owns on the money and that's it they don't think of oh the the wife is going to need this money oh their kids they're going to need this money they don't care any of that so it's better to have a will in place it's always good to you know um to be prepared for that moment because like i said we don't know what that mo- when 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 that moment is going to be now i understand there's different types of probate can you tell us about that uh yes um there are two types one that it's um it depends on the sales of the price the sales of the property it can go into probate that in it doesn't need a court approval if it's under 165,000 you don't need a court approval it's easy done they just need to um a family member they can sell the property and that's it well obviously the court will appoint that person to be the designated person to sell the property but it doesn't need the court to approve any of that if it goes over that it's a longer process and it's it needs the court approval okay now i've heard the term conservatorship what what is that that's the person to get technically all the rights to um, sign the contracts, to get uh, all the, um, they get into their bank accounts, they get everything that the person who died owns, that person get the permission to sell, to dispose of those, um, the money or any other properties, that person is the one who will do all that process like if it was the own the seller to do that okay so um it's important to know for the seller and the real estate agent whether or not court approval is going to be needed yes boy i could see that headache if you get into uh escrow <laughs> thinking you got a 30-day escrow. Oh, yeah. And now you're not even on the calendar for the court for system. For the court system, yes. Like how, how long can a probate take? It can take up to a year. Whoa. Yeah. So a little beyond that 30-day escrow. Yeah, no. It's, it's always good to know. And, and when it's a court, uh, I mean, uh, probate, it can. it's not something that you can do on your own. You have to involve a lawyer. So... Just by the name lawyer means it's going to cost you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So it's better to pay a will or, or live in trust now that it, um, I heard here in California, it, the cost of the trust, living trust or will is around, it depends how many properties you have. It can go up to maybe $1,200. I don't know. Uh, it's good to ask a lawyer to let us know how much will cost. Um, it could be less than that. I heard that in some areas it's, it's lower the cost of making a will. And you'll be protected instead of later on getting all this money, just going different different persons that you can receive that as a, as a you know, person your mom or your dad or brother, anybody who passed away, you can be benef- get the benefit of the sale. Mm-hmm. So 
there's different options out there for somebody that owns property. They, they can choose to not think about it and, and end up in probate, mm-hmm. or they can do a will, mm-hmm. or they can do a living trust. Yes, and yes. Although I want to throw another one in there because many years ago I went to an attorney and said, hey, my mom wants to do a little estate planning. Mm-hmm. She owns a house. And um, I said, you know, we want some help creating a will or a trust. And he looked everything over and he goes, come on, you're a real estate broker. You should know the answer to this. <laughs> I go, uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when it's your own personal stuff sometimes you don't think he yeah. goes joint tenancy mm-hmm. oh yeah so and here's how joint tenancy yeah. works my mother put the three kids on title with her and that automatically when one of the four passed away it would automatically go to the remainders mm-hmm. with or without a will yeah so um you know, that was one of the things we did. But I I still remember, I, I still paid the guy $200 for his advice. <laughs> but but it, I should have known that. But like I say, when it's personal, yeah, you don't think of everything. Yeah, and, and good thing you said that right now uh, we see more family, uh, they call it blending, that, you know, there are two persons that have been married before, they have they have their own kids from different, you know, different uh, marriages. Now they marry into one, and if they don't make a will, guess what happened? If one died first, the other one gets everything, and he passed away. Instead of the other remaining of the family, it just goes to the different different. Kids. Yeah, it can get confusing. We've seen a few of those. Yes. Now, with that, we do have to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us today Helping to inform all of our great listenership is Maria Antamorano of Alumax Realty and Mortgage. Yes. I, you know, I keep saying that wrong. I know it. <laughs> Alumax. Alumax Realty and Alumax. Mortgage. Hey, that, that was easy. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people mess up my name, Scordino. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's as, about as easy as it comes. <laughs> as easy as Smith. Yes. <laughs> um, Okay, in the last segment, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to <laughs> expand on something because I made something sound too simple. And yeah. that is when that attorney, and I think he was poking fun at me a little bit, saying, <laughs> come on, you're a broker, you should know. Joint tenancy is a, 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 a form of estate planning because mm-hmm. it has the right of survivorship. Yes. But let's talk about what are some of the problems with that, just adding names on title. What can happen? Well, it creates a, a big problem because once you go entitled, technically what you're doing is giving ownership to that property. So if you were to sell your property or you were to refine your property, 
You cannot do any of this stuff. You cannot do any movement if that person doesn't sign up. If he doesn't sign up and he don't want you to sell, don't want you to refinance, you're stuck. You can't do anything. And let's say, let's go a little bit deeper in there. Let's say this person that you put in there got married. And now he has a wife. So now what's going to happen, the wife and his kids have the right ownership on that property because the dad or husband, they were on title from that property. So it's a change of problems. The best way to, to do that, do a will, do a, a trust, because, you know, a lot of, it's a misconception over there that if I... If I ask for, if I have Medi-Cal or any other other services, the government will come and they take away my house. That is not true. What happened is, this is what happened when it's not a willing place. The court will pick up the house. They'll take it away, but not for them to keep the house. It's just to pay these other persons. And by doing that, you know, um, Instead of put all these people on 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 title, you can do that. Simple as that. Go and do a will or live in trust, and you don't go into any problems. Mm-hmm. You have to be very careful when you add someone on title, because mm-hmm. let's say they had a tax lien or a medical collection against mm-hmm. them already. That comes with them and attaches to whatever they own. Yes. Such a, and now they own the house. So mm-hmm. that medical collection is now on there. Mm-hmm. Or you might say, oh, they, like we risked, risked it um, with my sisters and my mom mm-hmm. because what if one of my sisters or I had issues and, and we brought it into the house so Mm -hmm. yeah it could uh, cloud the title yes here's one I had a few years back somebody had we got the house sold and then the title officer called and said well we got a little bit of a problem here Mm. what could be the problem this is the cleanest escrow I've had in a long time what could be the problem well when she added her son on title everything was good but then he had a kid, and then he didn't pay child support, support, and the Fresno County stepped in and paid the child support in mm-hmm. his place, and now they've leaned him, which attaches to the house. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, the mom had plenty of equity. She was able to pay that back child support that her when she brought her son on title, uh, even though it wasn't at the time he brought it, it, it was subsequent to that, um, it became a lien on the house or a cloud on the title. So those are some of the things that could happen. But, you know, you got to, um, the title to your house is like a fine piece of jewelry. You've got to protect it, yes. treasure it and protect it. Yes, and I had a situation like that where um it was the, a couple that he bought the house. He never put the, he never got married with the person, but they lived together for a long time. And unfortunately, he was into a car accident and he passed away. 
so um, when I spoke to them, um, I the same thing I thought, oh, it's going to be easy escrow, it's going to be, everything will be fine. Well, she wasn't entitled, she was nowhere and and nowhere so we have to go to probate and they they the court give him the ownership to to two sons that he had pre from a previous marriage and it's happened exactly like that he owed money to the irs and all the money that is supposed to be for her it went to that to the government to pay the IRS from their son that they put a lien, uh, tax lien on his social. So that's what happened. So mm -hmm. it's just sad to see that you can't, she, I feel so bad because she asked me to help her and I was sure I was gonna help her, but unfortunately I couldn't. It just rule out a different way that I wasn't expecting and it just, sad when this happens yeah that is sad so once again if you own your own home out there and you have clean clear free and clear title mm -hmm. treasure it mm -hmm. and, and be careful how you add it on um here's some advice i've been giving recently and i hate to because it's expensive but if you're going to add your son on title go through a title company and have them do a title check and and you know the son's probably saying hey i'm free and clear there's no problem it's worth it it, it really it, you know it could cost a thousand dollars it could cost fifteen hundred dollars but it, it also establishes a date where you have insurable title yes maybe you've owned the property since 1990 mm -hmm. but you add that son on in 2022 through a title company that's insuring it well that you, you have just cleared the title to the year 2022 mm -hmm. so it's um something where you know i hate to give that advice because it's like i know it's your kid mm -hmm. and it's but it's going to cost you fifteen hundred dollars but it's better to do that than not do it yes i agree with you yes yeah right you that or make the kid pay for it right yes yeah they're the one receiving the <laughs> the, 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 the housing heritage that maybe they don't think of that right now that oh uh, that's my mom's house but once she passed away he's gonna inherit all that and not only that when that happens you know uh, we pay taxes well i don't know it, it might be another segment where you go and pay the taxes on all that but when it's inherited it's tax-free the money that you get ah that's a good point yeah yeah you know here's another thing about why you would want to go through a title company to do that intra-family transfer mm -hmm. let's say the title company missed that the son had an irs tax lien in 2015 mm -hmm. well guess what they're the ones that are going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. They'll probably uh, try to find the son, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but in other words, when you go to sell that, you have insurance, and that's what title insurance, insurance is. is. It's saying yes. we are insuring that your title is free and clear of any liens, any mm -hmm. clouds, etc. Yes. 
Yes, I always, I always uh, give that advice to all my clients because sometimes you know they say, "What if I buy the property, sell by owner?" Say, so, "Yeah, you can buy the house, sell by owner, and just ask them if they deal, in, they can negotiate with a real estate agent. If they said no, make sure you go to a, a, a title company because." You know, it's always to have the title co company involved because, like you said, they can do a title search. They can make sure that title that you're going to receive is clean. They don't have any hanging right there that later on can come back and, hey, you owe me money from this property. And if you have everything from the title company in paper that was clear at the time they did it, you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And if you think $1,500 is expensive for title insurance, remember, mm. they're insuring, your, if it's a $400,000 mm -hmm. property, they're insuring $400,000. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, uh, and that's a good thing. They're, they're going to make sure that, that it is free and clear. Yes. All right. With that, we have to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us, we have Maria Altamirano of Automax Realty and Mortgage, and a local company here. You're from Fresno, right? Yes. All right. And um, how long have you been in the Central Valley? Uh, since 2001. Okay. So I so you, I'm going to call you local. Yes, this is not I am. like, yeah. Yes, this is not I like am. getting a realtor from uh, Timbuktu. You, you, yes. you know the, you know where Blackstone Avenue is, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, All right. I know where's that. Um, kind of interesting when you said that you've looked into a different type of affordable housing. Yes. Called the tiny home. Tell us yes. about that. Well, you know, um, we've seen it. We have seen it in different programs. We have seen it in different areas that they have these tiny homes. And what I came across, uh, also the ADUs. Uh, a lot of people, they don't know what is that. But it's technically, it's a version of the tiny homes. The only difference on the tiny homes, that tiny homes are mobile. They can move them around. The IDUs, they're technically, it's a house on your backyard. It, and it's, um, there's several, um, it has to go, the house has to be approved. Um, you have to do a process to it, but there, um, the guidelines pretty much, there California open all the guidelines for those type of, um, type of little homes that if, let's say I own my house and I get a little bit older and I cannot afford to live in my house because now I'm on a fixed income and I can't do much, but maybe I cannot afford uh, another house that now the small house, one bedroom, one bath is around 290. Maybe I, don't, I cannot afford that amount, but maybe I can afford $50,000 that I can build my own little house behind my house, rent my house, and live, still living in my house, but in this, this tiny little house. So that tiny home or ADU, tell mm -hmm. us what ADU stands for. It's Ultimate Aging 
at home upgrade. Okay. Um, so if you own your own home, you can put a, a second home on the property. Yes. And either live in it and rent out the big one or vice versa. Um, you have to leave, um, no, not vice versa. Or um, oh. I guess uh, you can rent either or, but it's mainly the purpose of that is for persons that they cannot afford living on their home when they're a little bit older mm -hmm. to have an, that extra income and continue living on their home mainly now we don't see very much of this right now no but it was i'm gonna guess two or three years ago mm -hmm. the state of california said the cities can no longer stop you from this mm -hmm. so as long as you can fit one on the yard mm -hmm. um and still maintain the setbacks mm -hmm. you can put one in there now yes you can and there's some like i said there's um some lenders they even though the california open up with no restrictions each lender each institution has their own rules and regulations and who qualify who doesn't it's just different you know it's fairly new and they i it's still a lot of people don't know about it but it's more like a construction loan like a two or three k sometimes they they you know it's a two or three k that they can rebuild obviously you have to have certain equity on the property to cover that cost and let's say i bought my house 20 years ago and i haven't refinanced that property i have pretty much a good chunk of money sitting right there that i can use it to build this house behind my house and, you know, receive some income from that one. Okay, so right now in the year 2022, we don't see very many of the, those out there, although it is kind of a newer newer thing. Yes. Let's fast forward to the year 2032. Hmm. <laughs> Just your opinion. Do you think we're going to see a lot of them out there? I think so because um, if we want to... We want to stay where we at. We have to find a way to stay where we at. And the only way, if we cannot afford a $350,000 price of the house, if, let's say, my mom has a house with a bigger lot and she'll let me put one of those houses in the back, I can transfer her into the, the small house and I can rent her house and stay there or buy her house and pay pay her back. It's just a way to to stay on, let's say, in the same environment, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, once again, if you own land, if you own your own home, this is another option for you down mm. the road. If you're renting you don't have that option. Mm -hmm. You can't make that decision mm -hmm. to, well, I'm going to put a tiny home out here or an ADU. Mm -hmm. um, so th another advantage to home ownership. Yeah, and it's, it's always good to reach out to your lenders because they, they might have this program that many people don't know. And also uh, the cities have some money for them to help them with the cost of the permits, Plumbing, lining, all those, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
cost that it's involved before you get into the loan. So as as far as I know, Fresno has up to 40, 42,000 that they can give as a grant, they can give you to build that tiny home in the back of your backyard. So it's, it's, it should be good to reach out to your local lenders and, and have some questions on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, are there requirements that uh, like for parking or, or setbacks? Um, as far as I know, as long as they, they have enough, uh, let's say the house has two parking space, right? And they have the garage. So there are four park- parking space right there. If it's one car garage, you have one inside, one outside that you can easily um, use that one or the car. You can either do the driveway or you can do the, the garage Mm-hmm. to solve that problem and i guess an expensive part would be connecting to the sewer line the water lines mm-hmm. the gas and electric you gotta yeah. have that yeah and um, that's why you have to the city is helping you with the, this money because just to get the permits and all the uh other utilities to be in place it's getting up there it's getting pretty pricey right nowadays Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and and I, I'm with you on that. I think 10 more years from now, we're going to be seeing more of them. Mm-hmm. You just don't see very many right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, unless you go to an older part of town when they just did it without a permit <laughs> 80, 90 it years happens. ago. It yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah. Or they converted the detached garage. They converted that. Yeah. Um, so that that'll be interesting, and maybe it maybe this is a solution or one of the solutions to our housing shortage here in California. That could be one of them, and you know why not look into it? It might be something that maybe we're gonna use it in the future. Yeah, and here's a thought: you might think, oh man, that that's too crowded all on one lot. It's still less crowded than if you were in San Francisco. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to change subjects a little bit now. What would you, as we're getting ready to wrap up the show, what would you like our listeners to remember most about today's discussion, whether it be on probate, Mm -hmm. tiny homes, or whatever? Well, um, mainly to, to go out there and ask questions, to get educated, to if they have any you know maybe i can do this call somebody call the local realtors call your lender call the city of fresno there are many many uh information out there that everything is in the palm of your hand on your phone if you just go go to mr google you know you can find anything in there you can find any information in there and, and the best is to get Inform. I hate to break the news to you, but I heard that it's not Mr. Google, it's Mrs. Google. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. Thank you. Hey, you never know what you're going to hear out there, especially <laughs> if you tune into Welcome Home Radio. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I hear what you're saying to our clients, to our listeners. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Exactly. And sometimes people will ask you and I questions as realtors. Mm-hmm. We're not qualified or maybe we don't know the answer, mm-hmm. but we can direct them the right way. You know, this is a good question for mm-hmm. the attorney. This is a good yes. question for the lender. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. 
any real estate advice you can give us? Sell, sell, sell. Now is the time to sell. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great time to sell it your is. home because there are buyers out there. Yes. And so, and you can do it quickly and expediently. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Maria, for uh, helping us today. You can now breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> it's, you weren't nervous, were you? Yes, I am still am. And thank you so much for having me. I, I definitely right. would do this again. All right. Great. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners. I hope our listeners weren't nervous. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.